You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. We are live, and it's Chris Denman. I'm going to do a one-on-one conversation with the best in the business, Dave Damashek from NFL Network, Podcast One Sports. Mr. Damashek, thanks for joining again, man. Great to hear from you. Sure thing. So I'm the warm-up, and then the best in the business is coming up after? Oh, absolutely. I have uh, Brent Musburger calling in right after you. Live, you are looking. All right, let's uh, let's give it. Let's uh, <laughs> fill the vacuum until uh, until Mr. Musburger makes the scene. You do you do a good job, man. Whether it's the Dave Damashek football podcast or, uh, like I mentioned, the uh, the new good sports that you're doing with Adam Carolla, uh, you do a wonderful job. So I'm excited to talk to you, man. It's been uh, a few weeks since I've tried to get you back on. You're a busy guy, man. Is it? Uh, do you- I get it. I, I listen. Well, yeah, I know what game you're playing here. Don't don't uh, showbiz me with. Oh, you're a busy guy. I don't need the passive aggressive jazz out of you. Mistakes were made. You know, I, I you you texted me about uh, seventeen times. Right, right, right. You finally did. You know, we couldn't settle on a time because I wasn't responding to you about a time. And, you know, on some level, I feel partially responsible for the delay. You know what? I don't think you should. I think this is on me, and I'd like to apologize to you, sir. Well, it takes a big man to say that, and uh, I'm going to accept it um, with the caveat, don't let it happen again. Yes, sir. I, uh, I apologize. Again, I'm things. still not I'm not clear yet on what role you played in uh delaying this but i do appreciate you stepping up and 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 taking the bullet for me thank you sir you're welcome i'm a team guy uh i i have to i was just talking about this so obviously nfl nhl your uh your pillars of what you cover what you're into uh i just saw this that ursay with the colts is now saying uh or was heard in a conversation saying something to the tune of andrew luck uh, it's in his head. They might be preparing to draft a quarterback. Absolutely, who knows if this is true, preparing that he may never even play football again. Where do we stand on this? I think the Colts are a pretty bad organization, uh, and it just shows how great Peyton Manning was, that he dealt with all of these things, I guess you could say. But what, as an insider, can you give me some sort of just sanity with that, uh, with that statement or where that story is at currently? Man, oh, man. Well, first of all, I don't have any insights on the medical state of Andrew Luck, but I legitimately, I think this is one of the most interesting things in uh, in football and, uh, and in pro football are these assumptions that people make about, on one hand, yes, it is virtually impossible to win a Super Bowl if you don't have a high-end quarterback. I, I'm not going to use the... the more popular adjective, but it starts with an E, and I think uh, you know what it is. Yeah, of course. Um, but because really, with the exception of Joe Flacco, 
By the way, that's another subject is Joe Flacco. I, I stumbled into something earlier this week, and uh, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, Joe Flacco's been in the NFL for a decade now. And given all – because now we have a preponderance of, of information and film on, on Joe Flacco. Is it reasonable that to, to suspect that maybe for that one month in January of 2013, that they had somebody else pretending to be Joe Flacco. Because on either side of that Super Bowl run by Flacco, he's looked like Joe Flacco in Correct. a bad way. The and guy then from Delaware. for that one four game stretch, it's awfully suspicious, ain't it? Mm-hmm. What happened there? Why was it? How did he play like that? Because if you go watch him now or you watched him two years, he's not. He wasn't the guy who we watched in the Super Bowl. Anyhow, he is the exception that proves the rule that you have to have a great QB in order to win the Super Bowl. Witness Brady, Peyton, Rodgers, Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson. These are the guys who've won the 21st century Super Bowls. Um, However, the caveat is, the asterisk you have to put next to that is, having that guy, one of those guys, and if we're assuming Andrew Luck is one of those guys, it does not guarantee you anything. People always Correct. love to say about Andrew Luck. When he got drafted, oh, this guy's going to win multiple Super Bowls. And whoever's good, like, oh, this guy's going to win multiple Super Bowls. This uh, this young man's so talented, you know, quite frankly, in the National Football League, this young man's going to, is a leader of men, and he's going to win Super Bowl. Hey, they only give out one Lombardi trophy a year. I don't think the math works out that everybody's going to win multiple Lombardis because they're good at throwing the football. It's just that there, there are other guys that are good. So Andrew Luck now, he is case study number one. Just because you get that guy doesn't mean that all, the, the future is bright and that everything's all fixed. Andrew Luck may finish with never having even gotten to a Super Bowl now. Very true. Very, very true. And that's a good point. I had a friend, uh, you're probably not familiar with him, but he was uh, Lorenzo Williams. He was an All-American defensive tackle for the University of Missouri. He did, uh, he did, got cut right before the regular season started with the uh, Ravens whenever Flacco was there, and then came back, did another uh, practice squad season with him. Said the guy plays a lot of World of Warcraft with uh, with Joe Flacco. So it's fathomable he was stuck in a basement playing such a, such a game while that playoff run was going on, and your theory holds up. I, I don't see any holes in it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't appreciate as much the uh, the name drop. Uh, you know, like oh, you know, I know somebody named Lorenzo Williams, and uh, guess what? You don't know him. The, um, you know all that jazz. I don't. I think you're better than that, man. I, but all I right. Am, but I but I appreciate the support of my point. Of course, of course. And I'm, I'm a supportive guy, as you're noticing. Uh, I've also noticed the uh, the good sports is picking up steam, and we've already talked more in our first five minutes. Uh, about sports than you do on your <laughs> on your uh, your I guess break podcast as you I'm assuming you guys are going to roll it out and uh, make it its own thing and really hit the uh, hit the ground running with it. But I've really enjoyed it. I love with you and Corolla, just the two of you. How is it uh, as as a personality radio guy? As you're used to being a point man, you get all these stars, all the uh, all the folks who just waltz into NFL Network, who just came off a football field, and you're expected to corral them into media shape many times. 
How is it running the show with a guy like Corolla whenever you're trying to advance the uh, the proverbial ball down the field while you guys are podcasting? It's uh, yes, uh, I appreciate it. Yes, what a what a thing to get to do um, a show with uh, with perhaps the the greatest long form. Here's some hyperbole for you. Go on. We're, you know, since we talk about sports and sports radio and all that, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but some of the uh, the bigger names in it are um, are they, they they seem to skew hyperbolic sometimes to make a point. But Every once in a while, hyperbolic or not, Corolla, I would say there are funny people in the world. There are plenty of funny people, but I've never met anyone, never heard anybody who off the cuff can do 20 minutes on a subject he never considered until you brought it up. And if you say, like, hey, Corolla, what do you think of chocolate Necco wafers? Like, ah, never thought about those. Ah. Then 20 minutes later, you're uh, he's still talking about them and uh, still being funny about them. I've never met – I mean, there are other comedians who can come up with a joke – about a subject, we right. can do twenty minutes long form on it. It's, well, it's quite remarkable. Back me uh, up but yeah, on go this. ahead. No, I was going to back me up. I've done a live show, one of his live podcasts with him, where we're the guests, and then I've done the in studio thing with him too. I do a podcast with a comic by the name of Ian Bag. I don't know. I'm dropping names again. Sure. I do it. I do it. And I've gotten. I've talked to your boy August. We got Ian in a few times. He's now been on two or three times. I yell at Ian to plug our podcast more because he's scared to interrupt Corolla. But if you don't interrupt, <laughs> you're not going to get invited back because there's a science to how you react and interact with a strong voice like his. That's interesting. I wonder if there's, uh, yeah, I mean, Corolla's been doing stuff long enough that, uh, and will continue to do stuff. So I wonder if there is enough of an audience out there who would, who would, uh, benefit from me providing some sort of tutorial on the do's and don'ts <laughs> of broadcasting with Adam Corolla. Breaking it like, down. How do you, yeah, well, because, yeah, if you've, if you've been in there with him, you know, like he likes to do his thing. It's, I, you know, but I, you don't I want think to be a bump on a log either. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. No, I know what you mean. So, uh, as far as uh, as other pertinent news going, do we have any fruits of the year update contenders? I haven't. Uh, I haven't bugged you about that too much when you've come on the radio show. Well, um, I feel like uh, I'm gonna. You know, I'm a straight shooter. Yeah. Um, and uh, classic. So I'm not gonna pull any punches here. The uh, fruit industry. I feel like, as a whole, was a bit of a letdown uh, in 2017, and I can say that safely now that we're into November. I don't think suddenly it's going to turn itself around. Um, it has not been a banner year in the world of fruit. Um, that being said, there are some um, some standout performances. I think the 2016 champion uh, red seedless grape is has had a nice year. Um, and in these uh, divisive times, I think has shown us a way forward. You know, I've said it before. I'll say it again to you now. If you put a single red grape up next to a watermelon, you know, it doesn't, you know, come on. There's no competition. Sure. But you know what red grapes show us? Together, what everybody can achieve. You know, together, you can have red wine. Together, you can have a delicious, crisp treat. Um so I hail it, you know, like a little red grape physically next to a watermelon, you know, has no chance. 
but together, look at what the, the Red Grape can achieve. It can achieve a Shecky Award. My so that's gosh. been very good. Yeah. The White Peach has, uh, you know, past champ has not had a great year. Um, I've had some nice uh, of late. Here comes the Honeycrisp, you know. It's like the Oscars. They release the best pictures, the ones that <laughs> release them in November and December. Yeah. The same thing with the Honeycrisp. The Honeycrisp knows to make its charge yeah, right they, they around yield. November and December. So, you yeah. know, listen, call that gamesmanship. I call it cagey. I think it's a smart move, and uh, the here comes the Honeycrisp. So we'll see. It's a, it's an exciting time. You know, the pie-off is almost here. Um, you know, I'm starting to consider now, as we head towards the home stretch, what what movie is the best movie I've, I've watched this year for the Shecky Award, which isn't to say what movie was released in 2017 that's the best, but which sure. movie I watched in 2017 <laughs> a lot of that, uh, that might win. And The Incredibles, uh, I watched that recently, still very good. And, uh, and of course, Empire Strikes Back I watched recently. That's always going to be a contender. I was going to say, I wouldn't have guessed that. But here's a discussion that you may have some insight on. Uh, better black-acted movie, Life or uh, Life with uh, Martin Lawrence and uh, Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy, right? Or... We have the other option with uh, Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence. Uh, come on, what's the damn name? Uh, I can picture the movie. Yes, it's the like nothing the, to lose. Nothing to lose. Well, uh, you know what? This is going to be a disappointing response. I've seen neither movie. That's now, Maurice Jones Drew, you want some name drop? Take your Lawrence Williams <sighs> and uh, and uh, and uh, hold my. Hold my hold my beer while I name drop Maurice Jones Drew. <laughs> Very he, nice. He has told me that uh, life is the funniest movie of all time. That's a of bit all of a stretch. Bit of a stretch, and I, I. But that's okay. It's a very funny movie. Uh, I'm more of a uh, nothing to lose guy with uh, with the two, but uh, I'll take those. So you're a father. You have young children. Big news out from your way, uh, man. What's going on with the ball? Uh, the ball was it Leangelo on tour with UCLA in China? Did you see this? He's charged with theft, three to ten years possibly. International incident, Damashek. As a father, how can you relate to this with uh, Lavar and the issue of uh, potentially going to Chinese prison for a decade? <laughs> Wait a second. I am completely unaware of okay, this story. Wait, right, LeVar Ball this? This real. This might go to joke. the joint. So, no, this is Leangelo, the uh, what, oh, okay. freshman or sophomore at UCLA. Uh, ball. Okay, all right. Yeah, he is in China. And shame on UCLA for carting these kids over there whenever these idiots – I don't know how smart you were at, uh, at in college at that age, but if you took me to China – I'm going to find a way to, like, beer bong something and uh, and piss off the locals. So, Leangelo Ball, two other UCLA players released on bail after shoplifting arrest in China. Per the report, possible three- to ten-year uh, prison sentence. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not... What the hell? What are you really, doing? Really, Steve Alford? What are you doing? This is the... <laughs> I don't know who to blame. Is this LeVar's fault or is this Steve Alford's fault or is it Dennis Rodman's fault? 
Or is Rodman going to have to go over there and uh, negotiate their release? What this really? What are they doing? Are they being held? Are they out? Are they out of the joint? Just out on bail, and they're being held at their hotel as they can't leave the hotel. I believe so. LiAngelo Ball, Cody Riley, and Jalen Hill arrested on suspicion what? of shoplifting what? from what? a Louis Vuitton store. When did this store. happen? Last night? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Middle child in the Ball family among three UCLA players arrested at Hangzhou days before a game against Georgia Tech. I guess they're doing a, a, a tour. Uh, not not a good wow. move, Dave. President Trump is there right now. What <laughs> I mean, what does all this mean? I, this, I, I'm the, so confused. The, this is really weird. What, this is funny that this is happening at the exact same time that uh, that Trump's in there. Is well, it, I don't know what seeing, I, I don't know if those are unrelated events. Is this a Vince McMahon move? I mean, is this the kayfabe life that we we hear about in that world? I mean, is it is it planned? I mean, is this part of it to raise their profile somehow, some way? Yes. Okay. Let's just say yes. I'm I'm on to that. <laughs> so, Dave, I know uh, you've probably got plenty to go on uh, going on in your in your life today. I appreciate you jumping on. What else do I need to keep an eye out for? So, good sports uh, on podcast one sports. You guys, are, you're going to roll that out as a weekly episode. What? Do you, how are you going to run that? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so for now, it's funny because we, you know, the original idea was, well, let's just sit down. Carola and I will, will record for an hour. And they said, well, let's start it out putting it into the Adam Carolla podcast proper in 10-minute chunks. So we said, oh, great. So we'll just record for an hour, and uh, then they'll chop it up. But then, of course, once you try and do that, you realize, like, well, Carolla and Dave both are (laughs) uh, super, super long-winded. You can't suddenly decide, like, yes, interrupt uh, that point. It would make no sense if you tried to... Uh, indiscriminately hack it up like that. So anyway, so yes, so we do these little 10-minute chunks for the time being, and eventually, yes, we will get to a place where we're doing a standalone good sports show. Um, But yes, the the Damashek football program on on iTunes and uh, NFL.com slash podcast, uh, check it out. It's uh, it's a gay time. It always is. You know, we tackle the game of football and, more importantly, the game of life. Hey, and, and think about this. For all football fans, to wrap it up where we started with Andrew Luck, think about this. If you are if you feel like I'm a Browns fan or a Lions <laughs> fan or whatever and my team's never been to the Super Bowl, what's worse, that or being a Packers fan and considering you've had two of – in the Super Bowl era, if you make a list of the best quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era, beyond dispute, two of those top ten at worst would be Brett Favre and uh, and Aaron Rodgers. And in 25 years, with those two, two of the never for 25 years have they ever had worse than the third best quarterback in the NFL, and uh, and they've won two Super Bowls. So think about that. That must be kind of depre- depressing if you if you're a Packers yeah. fan and you think about it. It's like, man, kind of a bummer. We should have won a lot. It's a little Atlanta Bravesy, ain't it? It is absolutely. It is, and you would think that the royalty that they're looked at as would uh, would have afforded them more titles. And you know what? I feel Isn't like that it, weird. It's it, something it to is. think of. It's like it's like I say, like the, the idea, like. Oh, this guy's going to win a multiple Super Bowls. Well, you know, they only as long as they're only giving one of those things out a year, it, the math just does not work out for everybody that 
to win three or four in their career. It's interesting. So true. And then here, before you go too, they're uh, the Wisconsin native Kaepernick available still. Surprise, surprise. And you're even closer than four because you've got Mark Garrigus representing Colin Kaepernick, who I'm sure you bump into at the studios, or you hear him at least on, on some of the podcasts you're doing. What uh, sure. Are we going to see Kaepernick back in Lake Garrigus made? You know, listen, Garrigus is the best in the business, much like you at, uh, at your profession. But he said mm. he would be back this season, and then you have meetings with Goodell going back and forth. First of all, I applaud you for some of your Twitter jabs, throwing it out there, because you came on our radio show, I don't know, a month or something ago, and you, you were very uh, passionate and very funny about Kaepernick you know, being better than so many of the players that are, are on those teams. Will we actually see him back in action, and, uh, and, and who with, I guess? or uh, The Houston Texans got brought up? I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, it's weird. I thought that things would break in a certain way. If if Blake Bortles had another, you know, you know, if, if he'd gone in the tank for like two or three weeks in a row, I thought maybe that that would be a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, given yeah. the con, they have such a good defense of, uh, too. Such a good defense. What's that? The the Jacksonville. They could take that right, and, that, and they could right. It's the, it's it's really the 49ers formula from uh, you know from the their Super Bowl run, um, you know, against uh, the aforementioned Flacco. Um, you know, dominate on defense, run the football like Frank Gore equals Leonard Fournette loosely, and you know, imagine the pressure additionally that you could put on a defensive. I mean, that's that's why that's why that spread option worked so well for him you know like because he if you have frank gore and colin kaepernick putting pressure on one side of the defense the number is all the numbers always work out for the offense imagine if you if if the jags had him but anyway that's um that's uh nonsense at this point because i don't think they're moving on from blake bortles uh right between now and the playoffs but um yeah i mean houston would seem to be a good place for him all you have to do is Take a look at the matchup coming up in Week 10 between the Buccaneers and the Jets. Mm-hmm. You have Josh McCown versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Josh McCown versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I mean, what, what, what else do you need to know? What else do you I mean? What else? That's that is who starts football games in the NFL. Is either one of those guys a? A quarterback who you could ever see under any circumstances. And I said this, this is in hindsight. I said this six, seven years ago, right when Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing, you know, was having, uh, his best years and all that. Ryan, the season does not end with Ryan Fitzpatrick holding the Lombardi trophy <laughs> up over his head. Josh Correct. McCown does not hold the Lombardi trophy up over his head unless he is taking it from the starting quarterback and it's being passed over to him. There's no way that would ever happen. So what's the premise of the of these of these organizations? What are they thinking to to run those guys out here? What are you saying to your fan base when you when you say, "Yes, we're going to go with Brian Hoyer this year." You know, like, well, well then so in other words, ownership, you have no intention of of vying for a Super Bowl championship this year. You I see? Have, 
I take it's weird I, to me. It, it's very strange, and I take offense just slightly to you as a Rams fan at the time. Uh, and, and I've looked it up as uh, Fitzpatrick. I was watching as he came into the game uh, against the Bengals, and it turns out he had a hundred and seventeen point four quarterback rating uh, in a thirty three twenty seven. Uh, overtime win for the Rams. So if that doesn't get you into the Hall of Fame, I don't know what does. <laughs> I love the fact that you. Uh, so so you are standing by the Rams no. at this point. No former Rams. Oh fan. no. Okay. It's I thought a- I thought we had clarified earlier that yeah. I thought you had made it clear that you have turned your back. Of on course. The Rams. Yeah. And I, it's I just strange. got a little whiff of uh, fandom there. From you. <laughs> it's. I can't. Uh, Dave. I watched it for the first time. And again, to and maybe it wasn't as close as we thought. But if this would have happened to your Penguins, which you would probably poo-poo that idea, whenever they were rumored to go to Kansas City, uh, that would have still been a very storied franchise moving away. The Rams, not exactly the Penguins to Pittsburgh. Either way, I'm 33 years old. That means when they came here, and my grandparents, my parents, we had PSLs, we did the whole thing. And at the perfect age of 14, I got to see the most exciting football team of all time go on this crazy run. And I'm watching this as a teenager happening, all these things. So, yeah, I for the first time this past weekend, I got to see I was having lunch somewhere, and they had the Rams game on, and they were just terrorizing. Uh, who did they play last week? The uh, terrible team, the Giants. And the it, Giants, it, they whipped them. It, it was a weird feeling because I saw Alec Ogletree, I saw Todd Gurley. Eh, he was still kind of they were on their way out. Whenever he, I saw if you, even Roger Saffold. I was like, hey, he was one of our guys. So yeah, no. Uh, no love for them. Now I've done it in my head uh, where I've separated that Warner and your boy Falk and, uh, and, and Orlando Pace and the, the greatest show on turf are now in a separate bucket, and those are my Rams. And the, that NFL is long gone, and that's just a, it's a Stranger Things world that, uh, that will never come back to life for me. So it's, it's so weird. It, it really is. That's, that's funny that you say that. And by the way, you know, listen. We live in a free football society. You're welcome to root for whoever you want sure. to is, is my ultimate stance. I personally think it, uh, it, it shows a lack of self-esteem if you would continue to support a team that dumped you. It's a, it's, I, I always, it, it's like, um, if you have a, a girlfriend who dumps you and then you when, when she's getting married you send a wedding gift to her like Ugh. hey good for you i'm happy <laughs> right. for you and your and your new husband yes. like why are you happy for them they dumped you they they're not they they left you behind why are you still supporting them i don't get that um but uh but that's funny because i the thing i always think about when it comes to st louis and pro football I'm uh, I'm older than you, so I remember the Neil Lomax and Roy Green sure, Cardinals sure. and Otis Anderson and all that, or O.J. Anderson early in his career. And I remember that the, in the old NFC East days, when the Dallas Cowboys were the NFC juggernaut perennially, that the Cardinals had some good teams that um, really just got caught up in a bad division because that was at a time when the Eagles were pretty good and the Cowboys, like I say, were dominant. And uh, and um, that that history has forgotten that. Do you, as 
Uh, how do you say it, by the way? Is it a St. Louisian? Uh, St. Louis. I, I prefer if you would say St. Louisian personally just to hear you say St. Louisian. But if St. Uh, Louisian! <laughs> yes! But, uh, but yeah, St. Louisian, sure. St. Louisian. Yeah. I like those. Those are fun, too. I think uh, I, I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh. People think it's like Pittsburghian. Yenser, no, right? No, it's exactly what you would think it would be. It's Pittsburgher, which Pittsburgh. is about as good as it gets. Yeah. Pittsburgher. <laughs> How do you take your Pittsburgh? I, so, I like that. And, but, the, but, but the weirdest one of all to me is that if you're from the state of Utah, you're a Utah. That's dumb. It sounds like something from Scientology, doesn't it? It does. I'm yeah, a Utah. You've ascended. Yeah, you've ascended because you've you've raised a certain amount of capital for the uh, <laughs> for the Church of Scientology. A so, Utah. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, history is forgotten. Um, the uh, do, do people there and uh, do Saint Louisians? I forget what we settled on, but oh, either that's way. Good. Are they? Do people still talk about that, or do people have people forgotten about it even around those parts? Uh, as far as the Cardinals go, people now will bring it up more. So during the Rams, so you would have people say, "You know, I was a Cardinals fan, but I, I'm a Rams fan." Now that since the Rams have left, there's been a resurgence of Cardinal memories because now it's like, well, you know, I don't have the Rams anymore either. So does that make sense? When the Rams were here. The yeah. talk quelled a bit because, you know, you've got Kurt Warner down in Arizona. That's the Cardinals now. But now that the Rams are gone, there are memories brought up of the past Cardinal teams that were successful or had some decent players. You know what I'm going to do? I am going to do, because I, the, the best thing I have going at the uh, – my favorite thing at the NFL is that um, is the association with NFL films. Yes. And as a result, I can go – to uh, to the good people over there and say, hey, can I get the game? Can I can I get a look at this? Because I, 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 I love uh, call me a nerd, but I really do love digging up those random games from 1984 and, and watching those. That's um, trouble, especially you in the there. original broadcast. The yes. original broadcasts are the best. To go back and watch those old ones. Anywho, I'm going to dig some of that up. I got. I, I, I think history needs to remember these guys a little bit better. Neil Lomax was great. And uh, and, and what's even crazier, for all the talk about Deion Sanders and uh, Rod Woodson and uh, anybody else who, who, you know, went in. Man, I lost Dave. Dave, you still there, brother? Ultimately, the last two-way player in the NFL, and it's weird nobody ever talks about that guy. And who, he play he would play defensive back, and then he'd go play wide receiver with Neil Lomax. And in fact, he was number twenty-five, and then he was such a good wide receiver. They're like, "Well, we got to put a uh, we got to put a receiver number on him." And they put eighty-one. Uh, they gave him eighty-one. I, it's, it's, I, I, you know what? Now all of a sudden, I got to hang up with you so I can start the wheels in motion, so I can do a. Uh, a Roy Green four-hour documentary on him. Please do. Get after it. Dave Damashek, follow him online. Damashek on Twitter, Dave Damashek Football Podcast, and keep an eye out for good sports with Damashek and Corolla. Dave, it's been an absolute treat. I really appreciate you coming on, man. We'll have to talk again soon. Sure, yeah. You only have to send me about uh, 78 texts <laughs> next time, and then we'll... Uh, We'll kick it down the road by two to eight weeks, and then we'll eventually do it. Great. I look forward to it. As a matter of fact, 
as soon as we hang up, or in fact, even before we hang up here, you should really send me a text to schedule it, and then we'll have something on the books for uh, spring of 2019. I love it. We'll, we'll see you then. It'll be better. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. All right. Have a good time with uh, Brent Musburger. Always do. Great opening job. 